Welcome to the TBS 5 for the week of June 29th through July 3rd. TBS 5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. We kick off with our lead story this week from Harvard Business Review entitled, It's Time for a New Kind of Electronic Health Record. As with many things, the COVID-19 pandemic is impacting the healthcare industry in many ways. One of the most challenging is how much the importance of data is, particularly in an industry that is data-rich and information-poor. Between tracking outbreaks, staying abreast of the latest information on effective treatments and vaccine development, keeping tabs on how each patient is doing, and recognizing and documenting a seemingly endless stream of weird new symptoms, the entire medical community is currently feeling overwhelmed. And one of the most important tools we have in our arsenal is currently being seriously underutilized, the electronic health record. Maybe this is the time to rethink the way the EHR is being used. From user interfaces and usability issues, the quality of data being entered into these systems, the limited ability of data to support discovery and interoperability among these systems, data limitations have compounded the ability for clinicians to deliver care during the crisis. The article states that an overhaul of the electronic health record is long overdue. It must go beyond fixing UX and interoperability issues, which are still important, It should also support the ability for providers to adopt a new value-based care business model of healthcare, one that rewards providers for outcomes rather than the volume of services, and that shifts their focus from reactive sick care to the proactive management of health. EHRs are reasonably good at developing robust records that keep track of what happened to the patient, but they should evolve to address the health part by helping providers plan for what they want to happen. EHRs could become tools for making these plans and keeping them on track, and should be redesigned with that goal in mind. But what would a plan-centric EHR look like? The article offers some suggestions. First, it can include a library of care plans that cover a wide range of situations. A patient with well-managed diabetes would have a different plan from one who is still struggling for control. A patient who lived alone would have a different plan from one who lived with large, supportive family, for example. Next, it can include algorithms to form a patient's master plan. Patients hardly ever have just one clear manageable issue. A master plan would combine appropriate algorithms for treating, say, a patient's asthma, arthritis, depression, and even weight reduction, automatically resolving conflicts and redundancies. It should also include care team support, with each care team member from the primary care provider, specialist, nurse practitioners, pharmacists, case managers, etc., and they could assign tasks to one another. Another idea is to develop a system that can move through a variety of care settings, geographies, and different EHRs. It should travel seamlessly with the patient. Imagine offering providers interoperable systems that could integrate a patient's plan regardless of where the origin is. This new system could also include decision support and workflow logic, reminding team members of upcoming and overdue activities, suggesting changes in the plan when patient conditions and care needs have changed, and round messages to the appropriate team members regarding new test results or patient events. And lastly, this new EHR EMR system should have analytics for both individual patients and populations, and be able to assess how well that plan is achieving its goals, both for the individual patient and for the larger population that may be under the provider's care. Since EHRs were originally designed for billing purposes, the design focus has been mostly transactional, documenting a visit, 
retrieving a lab result, sending a prescription to the pharmacy. And this focus is not bad. It allows for reduction of errors and makes it easier to generate work lists and logic to help ensure that the clinical order is complete. However, this transactional design approach does not address the challenges that we see in a broader healthcare delivery world. Failure to follow evidence, operation and clinical processes, and the near impossibility to keep up with the advancements in medicine. EHR should be redesigned not as a glorified documentation and billing tool, but as a system that supports the generation and tracking of multiple documents, events, and processes, and be embedded with intelligence within the system to ensure clinical appropriateness and sound execution. Some provider systems have begun to evolve and use their EHRs in this way. They include Kaiser Permanente, Geisinger, Intermountain Healthcare, and UPMC, but these organizations share a similar key characteristic. They ensure a significant percentage of their patients as well as providing care. In short, their financial incentives are more like those of payers allowing them to embrace the new value-based care model that the rest of industry is moving toward. Health systems can take a lesson from banking. Instead of rewriting legacy systems, the banking community modified current systems, adding complementary applications, and wrapped legacy systems with newer technology and capabilities. For healthcare, this can mean the development of a full array of complementary applications that wrap around EHRs. And that can include population health management, health information exchanges, patient health management applications, and big data analytics. Achieving this intelligent plan-centric healthcare platform will require a new level of industry cooperation that is unlike and in some ways antithetical to the ways we've done things. You can read more in the article in the show notes. And now other stories from this week. ACHE featured a blog post entitled, Rethinking Crisis Management in Healthcare. And as the country begins to ease public health restrictions, it's vitally important that leaders at all levels not lose sight of what we have collectively learned about COVID-19, including critical lessons that we can use to help plan and prepare for subsequent virus phases and other medically related crises, and use these lessons to revise or develop crisis management plans in the future. A post on Medium is called, Why Does Healthcare Lag in Innovations? The article shares that one-third of healthcare cost is waste from administrative complexity, provider fatigue, and inefficient care, and outlines systemic challenges with our existing models and new ways we can rethink the way we approach transformation efforts. Martech.Health featured an article from Social Climb called How Important Are Online Reviews for Doctors? and outlines ways organizations can, in today's world, optimize online reviews for doctors to allow for competitive success in digital patient acquisition. Lastly, be sure to visit Dr. Brian Vardabinian's blog, 33 Charts, to read the article entitled Telemedicine Fatigue and the Stress of Remote Care. After experiencing eight hours of back-to-back virtual consults with patients, Dr. V realized the impacts of telemedicine fatigue and outlines research he has done on the overall impact telemedicine is having on physicians and providers. And that's it for this week's TPS5. If you'd like the latest in healthcare news in an email format delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. Have a great 4th of July weekend. Resist the temptation to break good habits we've adopted to combat this pandemic. Practice safe social distancing. Please, please, please wear a mask and keep washing your hands. And above all else, be well. See you next week.